Hello everyone, and welcome back to yet another mini-sode of Fake Ritual, the podcast. Your exceptionally small guide to pop culture and the occult. And with me <laughs> is a returning guest from episode 20. That was awful. It's Shannon Rose. Hello. Oh, hey, everyone. And also you, Lucas. How We're are here. you? I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk about what we're about to talk about which yeah is was shannon's choice and it is commonly known as the film that almost killed disney which correct could be argued was would have been a good thing but i digress <laughs> we're talking about 1985's the black cauldron now Woo. shannon why why why'd you pick this so i've always liked horror movies obviously and as a kid, I mean, this was before preschool, probably. My mom showed me The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Disney, and Black Cauldron, this Disney movie. And I just always related with Taran, who's the main character. Because uh, he just kind of gets shit on, you know? <laughs> like, all the time. And, like, he's just the pig boy. He has to take care of Henwin, his the pig uh that can like see the future yes and all you know uh and he doesn't know it's this magical pig so he just thinks he's this pig keep and then all of a sudden he has to go on this adventure so i was like i don't want to go on an adventure yeah i like his the basic premise of this character and then we'll just kind of jump into the plot because we kind of teased it a bit and people are probably wondering like oracular <laughs> pigs like what <laughs> what is this also just spoiler alert i mean whatever oh like, i'm gonna ruin this yeah movie. Like, but, if, if you want to see it watch it yeah watch now. it and then, yeah join us and then listen to this but yeah they're always calling him pig like pig boy like all the villains yeah. and everything are like i know oh so yeah totally can relate you know right Exactly. I feel like pig girl, you know? Nothing wrong with that. Time. Pigs are very intelligent. Which brings us <laughs> to Penwin and kind of yeah. the setup. Do you want to do the honors of sort of setting up the plot? And then we'll, sure. we'll try to go through it without uh, digressing too much. Mm -hmm. So actually, the movie is based on a series of books um, that I also read. But it's a couple books all about Tarin and his, like adventure to save Henwin. Yes, these so, are referred to as the Chronicles of Prydane, I guess yep, it would Prydain. be pronounced, by yep, Lloyd Alexander. They're a series of five novels, but th this film was based on the first two, mm -hmm. and them, they themselves are based on Welsh mythology. But, mm -hmm. continue. But, basically, like, uh, the catalyst that starts this all off is that Tarin is taking care of Henwin one day, he's like feeding her, and then she has like a fit. So he takes her inside, and the main pig keeper who is, you know, he kind of watches after Tarin, uh, takes like a pot and stirs up this like water and stuff, and she looks inside of it, and her like face falls in it, and she can see the future and like what's happening. And apparently, my favorite character in the movie, the Horned King, has come back and he is raising his army of the dead uh and he wants to complete this 
army of undead soldiers, but he needs the magical black cauldron that is missing. You know, he has to, like, find it. Yeah, it's like, I think it it itself is kind of, it's been hidden because it holds within it yeah, evil powers. It does. Uh, he needs this and, to complete the, like, spell to bring these uh, soldiers back to life. Yeah, the cauldron born. The cauldron born, exactly, yeah. It's fucking cool, yeah. I know. There's a lot of really cool just lines. It's pretty metal. Like, Like, the whole movie is pretty metal. The whole movie is metal, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, I keep thinking of the the Horned King. He's he's basically a skeleton in a robe with a a crown on. Mm -hmm. And he kind of gives me... Obviously, like Skeletor from He-Man vibes, For but sure. just with with none of the humor. Oh like, no, he's very dry. And a, I think John Hurt did the voice. Yep. So did. it's like, it's not Skeletor's like whiny. No, like, you know, comical it, it matches, delivery it's matches gnarly. the animation. Yeah. So then, basically, uh, what is this? Taran. 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 Excuse yeah. me, I'm going to do that a lot. Oh, Take I just Henwin. Mm-hmm. Into into the woods, but dude is so obsessed with becoming a hero, and he's always daydreaming that, lo and behold, Henwin is captured by the Gwynthaints? It's a dragon. Yeah. Okay, yes. It's basically yeah. a dragon. I just love... I, I, this movie made me want to look more into Welsh mythology. Cause For sure. I've, I've dabbled, but it's some gnarly stories, and kind of... If you're into swords and sorcery sort of fantasy or of course, like yeah. metal kind of, you know, imagery uh, even like, imagery and stuff. Yeah. It's probably from largely mm-hmm. Welsh mythology. And if you look up there's even like etchings you can find, you know, from like old Welsh like books uh, that are pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> but And prob and really hard to pronounce. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, so now now Tarin has to sneak into the castle yep. of the Horned King and get back his little, cute little pig. Yeah, past all the minions. And what then? Well, then, yeah, he <laughs> he gets uh, he gets caught because he's kind of a dope. He's aloof. Uh, he's very aloof. Yeah, he just, he, he really means well, but he doesn't have the... Uh, the fortitude no. or the I mean, he's cunning a, he's, quite yet. He's a kid. He's not a warrior. You yes. know, he becomes one throughout the movie, but that's him he kind of, a, it's him coming of age. You know what I mean? I, it's a lot of that. I appreciate they just kind of hit it right on the head in the beginning. Usually like the exposition is fairly plain. It's just Tar and saying, I want to be a hero. Yeah. I think he might even just say that in so many words. Yeah. And that's fine. Like, Thank you for handing me that. Now I'm ready to watch yeah. him become a hero. You know, I dig it. Yeah, I didn't need to. I like the simplicity of the story. Absolutely. Uh, and so then he ends up in the dungeon, and lo and behold, oh. he meets a princess. And oh. I'm going to hand it to you because you can pronounce the name. And so it's so funny because she just kind of shows up, <laughs> yeah. and then she always, almost to every single character that she meets. She says, hello, I'm Princess Alonway. Like, super funny, like, has has this introduction for herself every time. And she says it with the same, like, cadence. And it's so goofy. But 
she's just yeah, she's, there in the dungeon and he yeah it's kind of like oh i've i've been here a while and now you're here tara yeah like, cool new friend but she's she's got really nice hair her clothes look pretty clean. oh yeah she's a princess like she's princess yeah, along way like boom main character yeah and she along with taran uh do their best to escape this dungeon mm-hmm. and they go down into the catacombs which beneath is, again more metal, metal imagery yeah. it's fucking it's cool super weird this part yeah like when all the f- now go for it well this is a good time to kind of bring up that this this movie didn't do well it oh. really did like it was too scary for mm-hmm. young kids and not like character driven enough to bring in mm-hmm. your you know your old fans people that would have been uh probably watching uh yeah like the 70s yeah uh run of of uh disney stuff and but much like you know here on the show we like to find treasure in trash yeah it's a cult and movie it is and almost it adds to it i would argue this mm-hmm. sort of disjointed uh, plot with characters that are just kind of introduced, and you're just you're just kind of taken along for the ride. But it oh, does yeah. add to the strangeness and this sort of fever dream mm. nature of the film. It's just like a nightmare, but with you know a hero that yep. sort of helps you. And that's uh, they actually had to cut out a good good solid portions that should have been in there like the skeletons coming back to life with like skin coming back on them and stuff like yeah and i think they like kill a bunch of yeah the like oh yeah well we we don't want to spoil our own (laughs) spoiler so uh plot wise we were now under the catacombs uh ella went alonwe alonwe princess alonwe and tarin happen upon a bunch of fairies yeah and they're like not super nice <laughs> no but that is that does track because oh. what i know of like fae lore is yeah. that they're they don't give a fuck about humans no they're like kind of tricksters and stuff yes. you know and like mm-hmm. they just kind of fuck with people like, yes that's the idea of what they are and they kind of just mess with them and like set them back a little bit, you know, because they're just trying to get out and find the pig. And this scene, it's almost like it could have been its own movie, like the way they set oh, it for up. And sure. They they kind of pan through the world, mm-hmm. and it's a lot like the beginning of Fraggle Rock. Where yeah. They're kind of showing you just like oh, like you're immediately like, what's that? Who's that? Like. Yeah, uh, I don't know, but here yeah. it is. Yeah, it's its own world that they kind of just are like. Wait, we forgot to mention... The guy. What's his name? I don't like him. Gurgi? Oh, Gurgi! Oh, no! (laughs) How did we forget Gurgi? Poor Gurgi. Oh, God. Well... He's the... Oh, my God. Before before we lose Henwin, we meet this dog-like creature. I love butchering plots on these minisodes. People can just just deal with it, okay? Okay. we're, <laughs> mistakes are a gift. Uh, yeah, who's Gurgi? Gurgi is the most annoying character uh, in a Disney movie. No, not of all time, but pretty At bad. At first. At first, but then he turns He does kind of grow on you. Mm-hmm. He basically 
just once Tarin brings like an apple and a piece of bread with him on his on his long journey, you know. Yeah, before we get to the yeah. castle and, and it's literally so. a piece of bread and one apple. But Gurgi wants the food. So he steals Tarin's apple and like his bread and he's like munchings and crunchings. That's what he calls it. <laughs> and it is like yeah, like he's like munchings that, and crunchings. That baby yeah, weird baby <sighs> voice. It's so weird. And he at first is kind of just like an annoyance and like kind of gets in the way. He distracts uh, also away from Henwin, and that's another reason why yes. she gets caught. You know, because Taran fucking hates him for yeah. it. Yeah, he's like you're a coward. Like he's basically he kind of reads as a almost a uh, a benevolent golem. Yeah, sort of. No, like yeah, he's a that's weird fair. looking dude who talks to himself in the third person and. Mm-hmm. But is kind of fluffy, <laughs> kind of fluffy. Yeah. Uh, but be- anyways, back. Yeah, he becomes a character that helps Taran out. Yes. So. So yeah, the fairies. I guess I'm kind of drawing a blank. They just sort of they're like, oh, we'll help you, or we'll yeah. like send a dude with you. It's a like, side plot, like a very brief thing, or, you know. Well, we got to introduce the witches. Because then the that's it. The fairies send Tarin and Princess uh, Alonway, <laughs> Alonway to uh, I think it's called what is the name of the town? Morva is the place that the fairies send them, and there they meet three witches, which you know are kind of typical. Uh, in you know, it's like the the. The three fates, or whatever, in Greek yeah. mythology, or yeah. like kind the god goddess, and the, or the you know the virgin, the whatever yeah. the, the three like forms in, of the uh, goddess are. And Sleeping Beauty, even yes. you know what I mean? How there's the three witches, yes, and each has a different personality. Yes. it's like that same idea. Totally, uh, and this is the crafty leader Ordu, the greedy Orgok, and the more benevolent and like read horny. Yeah. Orwin, who falls in love with, we forgot to mention that in the dungeon, they also meet a bard. Who yeah, he's flo- annoying. He's flutist? a flautist. Yes. Flautist? Or no, he or no, has no, a harp. He plays the flute. He plays a harp. Yeah. A harp? Okay. You're whatever. holding your hands like a guitar you know, and you're like, saying <laughs> flute. <laughs> I was like, <saying>, Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. The, uh, but yeah. But yeah. So, yeah, so they're they're... You got, yeah, you got Tarin, you got Princess, Princess Alonway. Alonway. You have, <laughs> I think, Fluter or Fludor. He's annoying. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyways. He's not important. Yeah, he's comic relief, barely. Yeah. But, anyways, <laughs> they meet these witches, they strike a deal. That's how they get the Black Cauldron because yep. Tarin trades this hero sword he found that, like, has within it some kind of magic powers, trades it to the witches, gets the Black Cauldron, but then. Lo and behold, you know, fucking Horn King shows up. Yeah, uh, snatches it. Snatches it, throws, like, some of his skeleton boys in it that are inanimate, and then forms this cauldron-born army. Yeah. Which and then white... A couple of them come back, you know, or they start to come to life. Yes, this but... is sort of where they, they cut a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm, because yes. Because not only do these cauldron-born... Yeah, their skin, like starts to reform and yeah dude. but also they like kill all of the the human 
Henchmen. like goons of yep. yeah. But suffice it to say, you, they find out that uh, if you like throw a body into the cauldron if you sacrifice a body into it it'll somehow there again the plot's kind of shaky it's yeah. like it will just don't stop. ask questions yes yeah. basically just don't ask questions. sacrifice pretty yeah. standard story uh you know exactly. plot device i mean that's like the bible sacrificing, Come on. yeah sacrificing someone like good yes to stop the evil like that's and so it. yeah Tarin climbs up he's like i'm gonna do it because i'm a hero now and he's mm-hmm. feeling it. But then who fucking shows up but Gurgi? Gurgi saves the day! Gurgi saves the day. And he says, fuck. The line is so brutal. It's just tar and oh, fuck. Let's, I'm gonna, I gotta look it up. Yeah, look it up. Because it is. Final line or Final whatever. words. <laughs> Final words. All right. Oh my god. Gurgi. <gasps> there it is. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, Gurgi shows up, and Gurgi says, "No, Master, not go into Evil Cauldron." Tarn says, "If I don't, we're all lost." Oh, fuck! It reloaded. Hold on. No. It's a good line, so you gotta get it. Tarn says, "If I don't, we're all lost. Out of my way." And Gurgi says, "Gurgi, not let his friends die." Tarn has many friends. Gurgi has no friends. And he throws himself into the cauldron. And I was like, what yep. the fuck? I hated that I dude, know. but now I love him. And he saves the day, the, you know? So he does. Good and for Gurgi. Yeah, the, basically the black cauldron like dries up. I guess it's like power is you know, overspent or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then kind of your what you would expect to happen. At the end, the witches show up again, and they're like, yo, like, uh, the cauldron, whatever, they trade the sword back for the cauldron, and then, again, it kind of takes a while, but suffice it to say, Tarin, yep. they they get, Gurgi doesn't die, okay? Happy, happy ending. Happy Gurgi. Well, that's the plot, if that, if you followed that. Yeah. Uh, but pretty badass, pretty metal, and pretty fucking scary. Now, it is. It's the scariest Disney movie besides Fantasia, I think. Yeah, at least yeah, as far as having a, you know, a story. Yeah. Uh, now you saw this when you were a kid, and apparently a lot of kids ran out of theaters at the test screening. So you know what? Why weren't you scared? And why? I guess yeah. Why weren't you scared? And why do you think kids were scared? Well, I think kids were scared because they should have been. Normal kids should be scared. That is normal. It was a scary movie. <laughs> yeah. I was scared watching it yeah. as an adult. I was like, fuck, that's like a lot of scenes. But I, first of all, obviously was a weird kid. But how I wasn't afraid of the Horn King was because my at the beginning, whenever they introduced the character, they have like a cut and just like an insert shot of his feet walking down the stairs and he doesn't really have shoes on and my mom would always say Shannon don't be scared of him he only has socks on and for some reason because the dude was only wearing little socks I wasn't afraid of him anymore (laughs) so that was just how it worked that's legit yeah he did have socks on he did he didn't wear shoes he had little socks on but goddamn, if he isn't fucking horrifying. Like they, oh, he is. They mostly just show him in shadow, mm-hmm. and towards the end, his eyes are glowing red. He yeah. is 
barely like he's humanoid only in figure mm-hmm. not in face and uh, this is the first disney movie that used cgi yes um so you know it's very 80s looking cgi yeah it's awesome didn't you say that some of them came from like ralph bakshi's like yeah. the hobbit and mm-hmm. his lord of the rings there's definitely uh some technique crossover oh, for between sure. the two whether or not i don't know who exactly was on board a bunch of them quit though because they started cutting stuff mm, yes and there was a this was supposed to come out in like i don't know there was all this pushback with the film which is yeah. like your typical producer's notes like that's the yeah. best way to make a movie just not hit yeah like this could have ushered in a a different you know a branch of disney animation if they had maybe left it more adult mm-hmm. and kind of said hey have. let's yeah let's like different demographic yes exactly you know? and then who knows what films could have yeah. come out of that but they were too scared almost like you know tim burton stuff what is like the more uh, recent version yes. of the black cauldron uh, situation who I also you know. read uh, submitted character designs. Yeah, he did. That, that was one of the first, yeah. He worked on it a little bit like that, like submitted character designs. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was always, you know, set up with Disney for <laughs> for the creepy stuff that they weren't super into at first. Yeah, just leave it to fucking... Like Disney, yeah, I think they were just so... They just wanted, it was, I mean, when you do watch this, even that horny witch I was talking about is like, at one point, the fairy falls into her tits. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, whoa, I, I like, this isn't even innuendo. This is no, literally. No, she's in her boobs. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like, can't get out and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was fun. I, I liked it. <laughs> I am having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> but... I guess Disney was well, like, this isn't great for kids. I, this is a fun fact. So it bombed. It, it cost $44 million to make, only grossed $21 million. Yeah. But at, this is according to Wikipedia, adding insult to injury, the film was also beaten at the box office by the Care Bears movie. Oh, I didn't know that. That's sad. Which grossed, just barely beat it. It grossed $22 million domestically, but it was released. It was a much smaller animation studio. Uh, yeah. But so I guess probably... it did good in France. It did good of course. outside, which makes sense. Yeah, like yeah. they're a little more. Well, I think at the time too, America's always been like this with animation. We view cartoons are for kids. Exactly. It's such a constant refrain. It's still a refrain. I know. I get made fun of all the time because I love cartoons and yeah. like, well, it's not. It's they're animated films. Actually, yeah, like that's what I like to call them. Well, because when did it, when did Akira come out? Because Akira was kind of the first oh, time yeah, in America I, that we that like yeah. a an adult, very adult, animated film like did good, did big. Mm. And then like uh, you know, Adult Swim brought a lot of that to like the mainstream and Toonami and stuff as well. Making more adult animation like acceptable. Yeah, Akira didn't come out till '88. Yeah. So yeah, it was a but completely still, different yeah. climate. But man, uh, well, you got any other like notable scenes? Anything that stuck out to you that is just cool and occult? And I mean, I just love that first scene whenever 
the first time we see inside the cauldron and Henwin's face is like in the water. Yeah, like her eyes and go like yeah, kind of spirally. It's like this, like, uh, you know, weird, foggy, different world that you're, like, seeing inside of what she sees. Mm-hmm. And it's so spooky. It's like nothing I'd ever seen at the time. And it's kind of coming out of something silly. Like, you're like, oh, this pig. like Exactly. But she's... And that's another thing, you know, something that seems so, like, innocent and, like... But she's so powerful. And yes. she's a girl pig. Yes. Yeah. Which is crazy. I'm curious awesome. to know what... You know, and if maybe I had done the appropriate research for the show, <laughs> I would know better. But that just seems like something. It does seem mythological that there for would sure. be a story that involves, uh, uh, yeah, like an animal that to our modern eyes and ears were like a pig. That's so silly. Exactly. Like, you know, some Welsh, Welsh mythology would just be like, fuck yeah, pig. This pig is magic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, any other final thoughts on the film or any... Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. It's so good. It needs to be continued to be watched so that it's not forgotten. Yeah, and just just stop obsessing over plots and... Have a good time. Have a good time. Have fun. Everybody's always so concerned with... Like, if I hear another person say, well, that doesn't make sense... I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill you. It's a movie. Also, this is like a movie about like mythology. Yes. Just have fun. Suspension of disbelief. Stop like. It's a, it's something that you Picking everything apart. Yes. Suspension of disbelief is a muscle that can atrophy. So you got to use it. So watch Mm -hmm. stuff that doesn't make sense. Watch stuff with bad plots. And yeah, this, the animation alone in this will just like. Oh, blow you away. Spark a bone. Yes. You know, like, and just watch it in a dark room and get fucking scared. Yeah. Well, Shannon, thanks for coming back to the show. It's always a pleasure. Anything you want to promote? No. Fuck Not this time. Not this time. I'm tired. I need a vacation. Need a vacation from your vacation? Or is that even. No, you're not on vacation. No, I'm working. (laughs) A vacation from your problems. Uh, well, you can follow us at Fake Ritual on Facebook and Instagram and at Fake Ritual Blog on Twitter. Visit us at fakeritual.com and email us at fake.ritual.inc at gmail if you want to be on the show or you want to compliment me or make fun of me or something. <laughs> I just need engagement. And on that note, please hit up iTunes or wherever you can review shows and Write something, even good or bad. I just, you know, want to hear what you got to say. <laughs> Shannon's, Shannon's audio dropped out, so I'll say goodbye for her. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.